down to earth What went down in the van Allegedly, 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 allegedly Beers with bears Beers with bears Beers with bears Beers with bears What is going on, my dude? Dude, not much. Just enjoying this wonderful Sunday. How's Hell it going yeah. with you? I am chilling. My girlfriend and I uh, went out last night, and we slept in. And we were definitely hurting this morning, and I was like, I got to get ready. Get ready for these 40s. Yeah, I prepped myself on Friday, and I I didn't have any 40s, but I killed, like, a decent amount of PBRs just to get back into the swing of things. Right, right. Hell yeah. No, we definitely knew this weekend was going to be a wild one. But... Let's fucking rock and roll. Uh, the way I kind of do this, I got a list of questions to kind of guide us through. Um, totally. And then, obviously, we got these 40s, so we're just going to have a fun fucking time and just talking about everything that you got going on. Let's do it. I'm going to get this a little bit more centered, so hopefully it's a little bit a little bit cleaner. All right. Let's Hell yeah. my PBR real quick. Right? <laughs> Jesus. Whew. Alrighty. Let's fucking get this going, I suppose. Fuck yeah. Uh, so, I'm gonna crack the first one if you wanna crack into your mic with me here. Oh, I'm, I already opened, I'm sorry. No, no you're fine. <laughs> Let's do it. So you've got a new man. Oh, will he ever make you stir the way you know I can? Can I explain? The way you've ride in my mind and poison my brain, I'm coming down. Up my mess, there's no room in this town for both of us here. I hope that man of yours knows that when I'm near. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Here. <laughs> Dude, fuck yeah. Oh. Fuck yeah. Rock. Alright. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Bands. Uh, this week, I'm sitting down with Alex, a.k.a. Rare Candy. Um, Yo. How's it going? Doing great, man. How are you? Ready to um, slam these bad boys. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm stoked to drink some 40s today on this fine Sunday. Jeez, Jesus. <laughs> feeling good, uh, which I'll get into that here in a little bit. But first, I do want to... Uh, we didn't really mention you are a folk pop artist from Chicago. That's um, me. And I, I got to say, like... Tunes are killer, uh, jamming everything today, kind of leading up to our sit down and like, I'm hooked already, like Hell yeah, thank on you. everything and I've caught myself singing lyrics back already and like, very cool, 10 out of 10, dude. Hell yeah, definitely, definitely a fun time. Nice, nice break from a, I did like everything from like shitty played two show, like metalcore bands in high school, been in all kinds of pop punk bands and it's like fun to finally like give this my all fuck yeah well i'm stoked that you're giving your all everything sounds tight and i hope by the end of this everyone else is going and listening to everything that you have out as well hell yeah uh but before we jump into kind of your background uh i gotta i for the people that follow me on twitter you might have saw a post uh like a poll back in like late march asking if we should do like a case racer or, or 40s and that was for this episode because what? this is the first person that has one beat me to the punch to ask them to be on an episode, but two uh, 
put like called me out right away in the first first message uh and i so much respect and i loved it instant so much. instant challenge yeah uh the challenge was either finish a case uh, so you could drink the most by the end of an episode or drink uh do edward 40 hands which a little bit difficult uh because to, to wrap everything up in our hands effort to do one of these but i appreciate right, right. the call out and i loved it so much oh and we are we are going to smash these 40s oh fuck yeah <clears throat> yeah i partook in many a beers the last few nights so now i'm just kind of it's like autopilot <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just gonna go but dude yeah thank you so much for having me like as soon as i saw you posting about looking for people i was like i was like oh man this is right up my alley uh well i i appreciate you reaching out and i'm stoked and uh now we'll kind of transition to everything about you um so Let's obviously like we mentioned you're a folk pop folk pop artist um but what kind of led and what started like the the rare candy <clears throat> journey for you rare candy journey hell yeah <laughs> um uh so like i said i've been in like bands ever since i was in like high school um i'm 26 now so going on like 10 11 years of playing live music i was a drummer in a band called nobody move super duper long time ago and i feel like that's kind of where my intro to like playing a little more seriously came from um but as a drummer i wasn't super duper involved in like the writing process <clears throat> so anytime i would like bring songs to the table um, they were kind of like my own spin, didn't quite fit the mold of the sound that we were going for. We were very much like a, like super into like Panic at the Disco and Fall Out Boy. And we're very much like a, like a poppy, like pop punk band, you know? And a lot of my stuff definitely had like the, the Midwest emo kind of pop punk like essence, but I definitely have like a jangly kind of twang to everything that I do. And like I said, it didn't really just fit the mold of what the band was trying to do. So I kind of just started branching out and doing like one-off shows on my own, filling in for friends that had like bands drop off last minute. And I would be at the show anyway. And they'd be like, you know, Alex, like we have a play a couple of your songs. Like we have 25 minutes to kill. And then just started taking it a little more seriously, like released more of my own music. Definitely like started to see like my audience grow the more that I like invested into it. And then I just decided to go balls to the wall. Like I like self-released vinyl. Um, I like work on like merch on my own. Like I ship that out myself. Um, but yeah, so it kind of just went from being in a band and writing my own songs that didn't quite fit what we were shooting for. And then just kind of rolled with it. Yeah. Well, I, like I, like I mentioned and uh, everything sounds great. And I love one thing that you're doing where it's got like that twangingness to it. Uh, oh yeah like where it, it, you come from obviously chicago which so many pop-up bands come out of chicago like what influenced that twangy sound for you uh the twangy sound i kind of feel like um i mean i was like super duper into like never shot never back in the day and i guess you wouldn't necessarily say that he has like a twang but i know he does i guess he does have a little bit of twang <laughs> um but i kind of liked how what he was doing was like very like uh like digestible um just like fun songwriting um like accessible lyrics and i kind of i started getting into like um like punch brothers and i saw that movie um old brother where art thou and just th that whole entire soundtrack is definitely what started getting me more into like like taking interest in folk music 
So it kind of just slowly started seeping into my songwriting, which was way cool. And my dad bought me a banjo. And then, then it was just all downhill from there. That's fucking awesome. Like, uh, do you bring, like, the banjo anything? Like, do you, like, use the banjo for, like, inspiration before, like, you take it to the final form at all? Um, I do. I kind of try and stick to playing banjo as, like, as like a lead guitar instead of just a regular lead guitar i kind of think it gives it uh like my songs like a really really cool texture something that kind of like catches people i i don't know if it catches people off guard anymore but i do very much like having like variety and like a lot of the songs that i write so um some songs have like mandolin in it which is really really fun um we bust out a harmonic every once in a while but yeah just like i think that it's easy to have like a twang and easy to kind of implement that into my songwriting when you do have all the other instruments like obviously you could be a country band and just rock the guitar bass and drums but definitely having like those other elements it also like i pick a banjo and i don't play it the way i play guitar so i feel like it just brings different ideas out of me just naturally that way too yeah well i i, I love the twanginess um i like uh listeners might be, remember i had uh gnawing on like a few months back at the depending on when you're listening to this but like they have like a twanginess sound to them and that's something that uh i've grown to enjoy more and more especially like a lot of the stuff that i listen to is either in the vein from like pop punk emo midwest emo or like hardcore and then finding something that has like that little bit of twanginess just pepper that in it just like the right amount it just catches me and i'm just like dude fuck yes like give me this all day every day hell yeah I definitely like um <clears throat> I was really into like Memphis Mayfire and like bands like that when I was really into like metalcore in high school. Um they definitely had that like hard like southern rock. Beartooth another good example, very just like powerful, like riff driven. I definitely enjoy like that little bit of like nastiness to it. Oh yeah. Uh and then like obviously uh I want to mention Turn Up even though it's not like a recent release is a solid release and that one does have vinyl out um so if anyone's looking for vinyl you have it on hand and you don't sure have to does. wait for it to uh show up from the processing plant so go get that but turnip is so solid and then um you kind of release some singles from then um and i don't want to put your name so i got them up here <laughs> uh you release like want you to know and far too sweet which are two super solid tracks uh and want you to know was the one that like I was already like singing back the lyrics to uh, that I mentioned. Um, but you did, I want to talk about these latest releases first, at least is uh, at the end of March, you released nowhere to go and get to know you, which I mean, right after you hit me up, the, uh, those are the first two songs I listened to and it hooked me in. Um, like I mentioned, those are released at the end of March at the time of this recording. It's only been probably like a couple weeks, mm -hmm. uh, but like, what's the response been on those so far um i think the response has been the response has been super good um i like over the pandemic um having like my ukulele just like out and like hanging up definitely made it much easier for me to just pick it up and start diddling and the songwriting i feel like just came so naturally um i have like a nicer guild guitar so i like to keep it in the case with like the humida pack and definitely it being put away doesn't get as much love as it should. Um, but yeah, I have like, like a shitty little ukulele that I bought years ago. 
Um, but the response has been super duper good. I feel like I was sitting on those songs for a super long time and um, hadn't wasn't planning on going into like record a record or anything anytime soon. And they were just like burning a hole in my pocket. Um, and I think they were super good songs. I think that it was a nice change and they're like, um, I don't want to say like a breath of fresh air, but you know, just something different that people don't have to get used to hearing like the same old rare candy songs all the time. Um, I do think it was kind of fun that, uh, with, um, get to know you, I kind of took a little bit more of like an electronic kind of pop approach to it. Um, kind of twinkly, which was super fun. Yeah. People have really, really seemed to be digging them. Um, I've only been able to play them at like three or four shows so far. Uh, but it's definitely like one of those songs where I guess both of them know where I know that I have written a good song when there isn't any like chatter chattering in the crowd. Um, and it's definitely extremely hard to do as like a solo acoustic artist. So knowing that people are like genuinely like paying attention and interested in like the songs that I'm writing is very like reassuring knowing that I was sitting on these songs for so long and I put them out and I received such a good response. So it fucking rules. I, I like those songs a lot. I wish I had a better ukulele that I could like plug in and play live, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, the songs sound great. And I, I dig like the, the little extras that you did in the songs, like especially like Nowhere to Go. It's got like that uh, like that background, like little rhythm. Oh, it's, yeah, like, the accordion. It's spooky and everything so good. throughout. And like especially comparing these two songs to – not just turn up but like the the songs that came in right after turn up like there's mm -hmm. a big difference so any rare candy fans that haven't listened to these definitely go check it out because it's like like you mentioned it's a breath of fresh air because one it's it's two new songs that haven't been released uh in like a couple years you know pandemic sucks everyone kind of waited but it's also kind of like a new twist for what you're putting out so definitely it's, it's dope on both ends yeah i very much feel like i will come back to the the farm emo twangy whatever it is that <laughs> people call like cream soda and turnip head um but i think the even like in regards to like want you to know and uh far too sweet i feel like those are much more like mature than the old eps so hopefully the growth is a little bit more um apparent with like the new stuff that we're working on I mean, that's something that's I've noticed is like a, a continual theme mm -hmm. um, with a lot of the episodes I've been putting out is the sound always changes. And we've de like I, I've talked to a few different people about this and we've kind of determined like every release is basically a timestamp as to where you were in that point in your life. Absolutely. So if that's how like i'll get to know you like if that's exactly how you were feeling at that time like that's how it was produced like that one that's how that one's going to be and the next release could be completely different and that's perfectly okay and i'm just stoked to now be a fan of yours and be along for the ride to see what you hell yeah next. thank you yeah. yeah i definitely am having a good time kind of like seeing it i mean i guess not on paper but like seeing the growth which is which is very cool it's definitely not something that, like i think of like while i'm writing a song it's like all right how am i gonna make this better than the last one <laughs> right um yeah it just kind of flows and kind of just comes that way which is which is cool i mean it's also nice too that you're not like one of those people that are like okay the the last song did this well like i need to top that it's and you're more doing it by the aspect of i want to yeah the last song did great 
but this is what I want to release, whether it does as good or not. Like, this Absolutely. is me, and this is what I want out. And, like, definitely, that's something I always appreciated about people is, like, that do that is you're not trying to, I don't know, you're not, like, trying to oversell yourself. You're just being yourself, if that makes Absolutely. any sense. Absolutely. 100%. I also think, like, um, there are artists where they are, like, one-hit wonders, and the one song that they put out is... Um, like an energy on itself and nobody ever digs deeper and i i guess in a perfect world i hope that people that are fans of rare candy are if not fans of everything at least know that i have uh like a fairly wide scope of like the the type of material that i release like i could be like yelling and screaming on one track and it'll just be really fast and really obnoxious just chords the entire song or we can dial it down and it'll be like super soft and sappy like having like a big scope is like what i'm trying to like make rare candy be yeah <laughs> no that, that, that's awesome and that's like a perfect way to put it um so i mean i'm just now stoked for the rare candy metalcore version uh to come out <laughs> rare candy core i'm into that yeah. all right let's, let's fucking rock and roll as you it's like as you crab core you're also like someone's like throwing like i could just imagine someone like throwing jolly ranchers like just into the crowd at the same time i imagine like swinging a banjo like up and around my shoulder (laughs) (laughs) this needs to happen now we need to just absolutely put this into fruition electric banjo have you ever seen those like electric violins where they're just like a a strip of metal and then like the strings on it like i guess that would be like what an electric banjo would look like oh yeah they're so we just watched this new like at the time of this recording it's like a new movie on netflix called like uh lords of metal or something it's basically okay. these kids in like high school that are like trying to be in a metal band and they recruit this girl that plays like the stand-up cello or no she plays cello to be like their bass player mm-hmm. and in like the final performance where they finally like let her in the band she's got like the electric cello and it's the same like just how you're talking about it, how it's like just a thin piece of metal and it's got some like strings on it yeah and just rocking out and it's just fucking tight that's so tight i love those videos of uh on like instagram or tiktok or whatever where it's like upright bass players that just throw all kinds of distortion on it and it just sounds so <laughs> gnarly yeah but yeah electric banjo would be cool i don't i guess in theory like those little microphones that you clip on like a snare drum would probably work oh yeah probably yeah, a snare drum is ideally just like, or a, a banjo is ideally a snare drum, just the strings on it. <laughs> right. And it's funny because I've never thought about it that way, but that's exactly pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, Fucking Steve Martin, great banjo player. Oh, yeah. that That's also something that I always forget that he does. Right, dude? Band- I, yeah. saw his, I saw his tiny desk and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that's Steve Martin. That's the dad from Cheap by the Dozen. Hold the phone. Steve Martin has his own tiny desk? I think so, yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay, I'll have to check that out later. So good. Um, also, I mean, at the time of this recording, you might not have released it yet, but I know you just came off a run uh, not that long ago. Uh, kind of doing, like, a few dates. You did, like, yeah. Brooklyn and stuff like that. Uh, you're playing with, like, Near Mint, I think. Uh, Mint Green. Mint Green. Sorry. Yep, Sorry to them. Cool. Apologize. Uh, <laughs> uh, but how, how how did that run go? 
for you. I thought those shows were awesome. Um, McGreen, super cool group of people. Um, shows were super duper laid back. DC was out of control. They are they are a Boston based band, so I was definitely fortunate enough to play with them out here in like the Northeast. Um, naturally, there was just gonna be gonna be good shows. We did um, Brooklyn at Sovereign Smokehouse. That was awesome. I'm like I'm living in Brooklyn right now, okay. and so this has become like my home away from home. So like, I guess I claim that as like a hometown show. But Brooklyn was fucking awesome. We did Pittsburgh the next day, um, which was great. I have a bunch of friends from like Erie and like in the like the Pennsylvania area, so that was a great turnout. And then DC, we played at a place called Comet Ping Pong, which was like a pizza place that had like a ping pong room in the back, and they just cleared the tables out and they had like a small stage and it fucking rocked. They were the staff was awesome. The show went crazy. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, I thought the row went or the the run went awesome. I then hopped on a show with Point North, super old friends of mine. Um, super duper last minute, same kind of thing. Like fucking OG rare candy just had had a drop off super last minute, and I was planning on going to the show anyway. <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, if you guys want me to uh, rip a little set, like, I know you have the time for it." But, and dude, they were that's... like, "They were like, hell yeah!" Like the venue hadn't found anybody, so fucking get up here. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Uh, also, shout out to Port North. Uh, say to Weebs, I miss you, dude. Uh, Weebs. So, obviously, this is us, uh, like our, our circles uh, crossing paths. Um, Sage Weber grew up in the same like music scene that I did, and right. he filled in on uh, drums for the band that I used to tour manage their last run. Uh, cool. and he also did double duty with stars hollow that same tour mm-hmm. uh sage is like the best fucking person in the world he's Love so cool dude. also uh, absolute animal like dude is a monster oh dude yeah uh but no that's awesome that that run went so well um everything looked i i think i i was i was kind of scrolling through like your your posts and i think i saw someone post about like the dc show saying like we love like rare candy so much. Like we have to make sure like we bring him back. And, Hell yeah. Like, that, that was such kind words. And so amazing for you. Yeah. I am um, announcing tomorrow. I don't know when this podcast will actually come out, but tomorrow, Monday, April 11th, I'm announcing a run with Ace Enders of the early November. He's doing a solo acoustic show or run. Um, like a little two week, two week dude. But yeah, hitting a bunch of, bunch of places that i've played before and some places that i've never played before so that'll be a good time fucking let's get these gigs baby yeah that's uh, that's one thing i was going to lead into uh because originally we were going to be recording this episode during that run and that came yeah. up and i i think that's one of the best reasons to have to like reschedule an episode is because i'm about to go on a run with ace enders and you can't <laughs> say no to that at all uh, no, it was so sick. I, I think this episode as of right now let me double check we'll come out like the last week in may uh so you said that run was from when to when it will be may 12th um until may 22nd i believe okay so might miss it by a couple days but everyone that was there uh oh wait i don't know i'll have to double check my schedule but anyone that was there it was a sold out show you Y'all were amazing. Y'all killed it for coming out Ooh. to those shows. Um, but for people that might not have gone to a or seen Rare Candy live, like, what's a live performance from you like? 
Um, so these days I am still rocking it solo. Um, I try and play like a little bit of everything. I try not to only play like new releases. Um, but yeah, I just rock it solo acoustic. Every once in a while, I'll like whip out the banjo and kind of get a little dingly. Um, but hopefully, um, over the summertime, I'm hoping to bring out some more people so that way we can have a little dual guitar, a little harmony action. But yeah, it's it's a curse and a and a blessing like being a solo like acoustic artist because you can very easily just jump on jump on shows and you don't have to check schedules with anybody else if you're trying to play and coordinating is very very easy um but at the same time you do sacrifice like the bigger production but i feel like um i try and keep like my guitar melodies interesting enough to where i can still fill some of that space um a perfect example like want you to know is like a pretty busy like guitar song even though it's like slower and kind of mellow um yeah filling the space is definitely like the the biggest challenge um being a solo acoustic artist but i feel like not to toot my own horn but i do, I do an all right job dude fuck yeah uh, <laughs> one thing i did want to point out i was looking i was doing like a deep dive looking at all these like tour runs you've done seeing the places you've gone i just want to say like so i'm originally from iowa but i live in minneapolis now and Very i didn't cool. see any like minneapolis states as of right now so like you know you gotta come through at some point. i gotta hook it up yeah i, oh, I yeah. mean I, i'll get you a place to stay and i'll provide Fuck the yeah. beer you just gotta get yourself here i'll provide the beer get your ass here very cool no i fuck with minneapolis um my mom is from duluth minnesota Okay. So I have I have like aunts and uncles like out there. So always a little family time when I'm when I'm out in Minnesota. Last time I was there, holy shit, was like last January though, and it was hella cold. Oh yeah, yeah, it sucks. Um, so like I mentioned, I'm originally from Iowa, and for some reason, <laughs> I had the dumb idea to move further north to more cold and more winter. Uh, right, right. Because that's always a fun idea. Yeah. Um, I'm from Chicago and those are like definitely some gnarly winters. Um, but I feel like once you start getting up into like Minnesota and like up into Canada, that's when I'm like really like pushing myself. I'm like, I thought I had it bad, but like, this is definitely like another level. Yeah. Like, you know, it gets bad when, so I, like I work at a bank and you know, it gets bad when the bank closes early because normally we don't close at all. Right. So if like they're closing early y'all should like not be on the roads and go home right dude um i moved to nashville for a few months last year and the first my first month living there it was february i think it was like nashville record snowfall ever and then a few weeks later was nashville record rainfall ever and so it went from like people didn't know how to drive everything was closed like you couldn't even like uber eat shit because there was not one single car on the road they don't know how to handle like ice yeah. like that, and they don't have like the uh, like the manpower because it doesn't snow very often in Nashville for like plowing and salting. And I was out there fucking doing donuts in the fucking parking lot. Um, but yeah, shit just was so crazy. It was like a barren waste for like a week, and no driving, and heck, heck is scary. But yeah. I know how to drive in the snow, pish posh. Right. So I th- I think that's. That's something I always notice too is that like us Miss 
us Midwesterners um, have that big advantage because they're like speaking of like Tennessee, where I'm pretty sure I heard a story of they had so much snow happen at one time where like the interstate was completely shut down and people were just at like a rest stop because they couldn't go anywhere because there wasn't enough plows in the in the state to go do anything that reads yeah and uh like so they were stuck there for like weeks or you think about like texas where they get like maybe an inch of snow and everything just shuts down so crazy did you hear about that like crazy interstate um backup i think it was this past winter where it was like a hundred miles of just sheets of ice and there was like car pile up for miles it was so crazy i saw videos of it um just like semis that would like start breaking and just like clear off everything on the road so insane i don't remember that one i remember i think it was uh last year the year before there was like uh one that happened like michigan michigan or like wisconsin where snow like this is like not giving credit to us midwest (laughs) midwest when snow comes out of nowhere we forget to have we forget how to drive in snow after living in our like two and a half months of, of summertime uh, right so like when it comes out of nowhere like yes we have problems but like it was some crazy ass pileups don't we, don't we all though yeah uh, yeah <laughs> but enough about the weather it's nice <laughs> and sunny oh yeah uh, it's also super nice here too yeah because you said you're in brooklyn right yep yeah tight uh where was i gonna go i don't know this 40 is fucking hitting uh, that's oh, all yeah, I dude. Say. I'm like, I've like got like a quarter of my first one left. Yeah, I'm about I am, the same. I am definitely like feeling it, but we're only, we're only halfway through the battle. Yeah, we still have a full one to go each. Speaking of forties, um, this is beers with bands, but we'll just we'll just bump it up in the episode. Uh, what are you drinking for your forty on this fine Sunday? I have a Coors Light forty today, my guy. Um, I feel like I'm usually like a high life 40 guy. Okay. Um, but the, the corner store down the street from my house, it was either this or Modelo Negro. And that seems a little heavy for, for yeah, a 40. That, that is very heavy for a 40. Uh, for me, when I normally do 40s and yeah, for, for me, when I normally do 40s, I normally do a uh, good old Colt 45 40s. Oh yeah. Uh, but my local liquor store, for some reason... They've been ordering it, but they haven't been getting 45 sure. 40s in, which is very depressing for me uh, because, like, that's my second identity. Right, people have seen, you. like, my 40. So I have stickers that are uh, the mock-ups of, like, the four, Colt 45s that mm-hmm. are beers with bands. Fuck yeah. You'll get some. Don't worry. But like, Sick. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, like, I love Colt 45s, so this is my first time having a Mickey's. And I'm doing it live on this episode, but uh, I drove around to like other liquor stores yesterday, and it was really depressing because none of them had 40s. Dog shit. It's so hard. I'm just trying. I'm just uh, I'm just trying to 40 trying to it up. 40s. I'm just trying to 40 up, man. <laughs> the, the amount of looks that I would have, I walked into like a liquor store, they didn't have it, so I'd like walk out, and they're like, "Can't find what you're looking for." And I'm like, "I'm trying to get some 40s," and they're like, "Oh yeah, no." Like, <laughs> I'm like, "Why?" They're like, sorry, pal. Have you ever done, uh, like, the Brass Monkeys where you drink it down to, like, the label and then top it off with OJ? I have not. 
little little uh little tour hack it, it makes it go down very easily it's like a like a fomosa definitely just okay. crusty it, crusty 19 year old when you get your friends to buy you a 40 and you can't finish it all now for for that hack does it work for any 40 or is there a specific 40 that you need to use it with um i think it was like originally with mickey's um okay. but i mean i've i've done it with any it also works better if you have like the wider mouth top which i think mickey's does um but yeah, uh, no, I've, these Mickey's are the regular tops. Just the regular old, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have done it with a handful of forties. Definitely, just uh, when you're drinking all day and you need something that's a little, little less harsh on the tummy. Little, little OJ makes it go down smooth. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, dude, I'll keep that in mind. I'm always down to drink some forties on a nice, uh, nice sunny day. So yeah. I'll definitely keep that in mind. I know, uh. So I I mentioned on episodes before, like I used to tour manage a band called Exit Emergency from uh, from okay. Iowa. We we were like the big drinkers in our like area of growing up. So like we would always be drunk all the time, pretty much. And then on that last run we did with Stars Hollow, we killed. Granted, there was six of us, including me. Like including me, there were six of us in that band. Stars Hollow had two people, not including Sage because he was doing double duty. And, Mm-hmm. But uh, we killed, like, a case at least every day on, like, a 13-day run. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah. But I never knew this uh, this 40 hack. And I also did drink 40s back then, so... Respect. You know. Yeah, I have definitely seen many a bottle. Um, I did a run with uh, The Happy All Right a while back. My boy Sterling. He actually produced those, uh, the two ukulele songs. Love that kid. Um, but the happy, all right. And I, we were like half of them were, were partiers. And so we were, we were crushing. That was when like white claws were, were popular. Um, white claws are still popular right now, but remember when people discovered white claws and it was just all that anybody drank every day ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was drinking like a 12 or a day. (laughs) They go down so easy. It's so easy, dude. (laughs) Mm. yeah white claws i'll still i'll still crack a claw with with the boys any day what's your what's your oh, favorite yeah. white claw so flavor? i remember my favorite white claw flavor i'm a big on the mangoes uh the pineapples are okay and strawberries are probably like my second or third hell yeah i think i'm a but i remember i like the, I was, I like the tangerine sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i'm a tangerine oh, guy yeah, the, orange, the orange one so yeah. good uh, I remember I was sitting down with a, a band called Sur- Support Parents from here in Minneapolis, and they were talking about how when White Claws first came out, like they weren't in Minneapolis, or at least like the second pack wasn't that you could get like sure. finally get like a, a new flavor, and they were like on like a little run to like Wisconsin, and they had them, so like everyone was like, hey yo, like give me a case, give me a case, give me a case, and then now it's like this whole big thing, and. Uh, I remember we were stuck on just case one and two for the longest ki- time. Mm-hmm. That third case came out and it at least had some uh, decent flavors. Some game changers. Um, I remember people in Canada were super duper upset because they hadn't gotten white claws, and I know that was that was a newer a newer thing in in comparison. So anytime I would have bands going to Canada or 
from Canada like coming through, they would always stock up. Also, liquor here is, or I guess I was living in Chicago. It's probably about the same here. Liquor in Chicago, so much cheaper. I could get like a, a 30 rack of PBR for like $13. So sick. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at like 25 here, so insane. Yeah. Beer being, beer so, be expensive. Like, that's, that's why I always do the – yeah. I remember we played Long Island once, and we were just like, dude, fucking shit's expensive. Ugh. But we realized like 7-Elevens had the three-pack 25-ounce like cans for like a decent price. So we just would get like hammered off of those. Those ones that are, like, shrunk wrap where it's, like, the three all together. Yep, exactly. And then, like, yeah. that, when we played when we played Long Island and, like, New York in general, that was, like, our start of us being alcoholics. So, like, <laughs> we did, like, one and we were, like, good. Right? You were, like, this is, this is the way. <laughs> no, back when I was living in Chicago, I definitely learned very quickly to just buy a 30 rack and just leave it in the back of my car before before hitting the road just to have it on deck just in case also like we got to pinch pennies oh, yeah. on the road you got to pinch pennies on the road you got to make make that shit last if you're playing yeah. bars and stuff like you're gonna you're gonna spend half of the money that you make even if you're just like going out for a wild night so you definitely got to sneak some some van beers oh yeah that and uh quick shout out to all the bars or venues that give drink <sighs> deals to the to the to the bands because you're the real heroes definitely um there was a venue i played in uh salt lake city where the bar next door was like yeah what what do you want to eat like also like we're totally just gonna like comp your tab like like don't worry about it you guys are homies and i was like that's big that's fucking awesome we definitely did a handful of jaeger bombs because why wouldn't you right I remember uh, one of the first shows I ever, like, booked that was, like, decent at, like, a decent venue. Um, I was, like, the the show was going on. I was, like, okay, everything's going good. First band's playing. I'm going to go Ugh. get a beer. Got my beer. Started my tab. And, like, third band's probably playing at this point, And I go to, like, cash out. Because I'm, like, okay, one band's got to go. I got to go home. And, I, and he's, like, oh, dude, like, promoter's are the same as like the bands playing so you, like every beer that you just drank was only a dollar and i'm like are you fucking kidding like i've i've drank four like i gotta kill six bucks to at least hit the card minimum and i'm just going around to everybody at that point like yo you want to drink do you want to drink do you want to drink like just fucking i don't give a shit okay yeah definitely shout out to, to venues that take care of take care of their people on the on the road you definitely need you need that hospitality also, shout out to venues that um, have, like, good and also, like, healthy options. Like, fucking shout out to one of my favorite venues of all time, Cobra Lounge in Chicago. Their menu, out of control. So good. Probably the best, like, grilled chicken Caesar salad I've had in my entire life. Fuck yeah. <sighs> all right. Cheers. Are you I'm on, on the second two. one? I'm on number two. Cheers. Oh, fuck yeah. Hold on. I'll clink it on my side this time. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Oof. For those that are curious, this is what an empty 40 sounds like. <laughs> and that's a full one. Ugh. 
he challenged me. We're we're killing him. We're gonna finish yeah, this dude, before this we're... episode ends. Oh, absolutely. We have to. Yeah, I was banking yeah. on at least an at least an hour for the episode. So, knowing that we we were about forty minutes in, and the first first 40, 40, 40 minutes up, a forty and forty minutes. There we go. Oh shit! All right. So we talked. Oh. We talked. Uh, we we took that amazing tangent. I'm always down for tangents. Definitely. For anyone that remembers my episodes, uh, we talked some forties. We talked some drinks. Talked some forty hacks. Uh, write that shit down. Hopefully, do it on your next uh, run or on your nice sunny day. Yeah. Oh God! These, whenever these you're feeling, just, whenever uh, you're feeling so much... some some malt liquor and OJ. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. so obviously you have this this run that you just finished. Technically, when this episode comes out, and Hell yeah. uh, you just put all these songs at the end of March. But like, what's what's next for Rare Candy? Next for Rear Candy, um, I am writing a lot right now, which is cool. I feel like as soon as I release music, I always find myself in a little bit of like a of a lull sometimes. But I feel like I put these 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 two songs out, and um, it definitely felt like invigorating and like like the the light is on again. So definitely writing a lot. Um, I am going to be announcing excellency fest which i'm playing this summer so we're gonna work on some routing dates around that which would be cool um um routing dates around excellency fest hopefully after i get back from that if we don't see some more um more tour options come in i'm just gonna try and get back at and try and release some more music like i feel like it's been a while since i've released like an ep and i've just been releasing singles just to kind of like keep the gears going and make sure that like I don't, I don't stay, I don't get rusty. Um, but yeah, so hopefully by the end of the year we have music done. Um, that's all that I got. But fucking feels good to be like full sending rare candy, which is cool. Um, this is like the first year where it's just been rare candy, and I'm definitely like filling my time in between, like DJing and like working like freelance gigs, like whether it be merch or just like um whatever i can get my hands on honestly but yeah hopefully by the end of the year we have either an ep or a record in in the in the works um and some more gigs for the summertime dude fuck yeah uh like just based off these two songs i would love to see what a full like ep or even full length would be in that vein Mm -hmm. and i'm stoked to, to hopefully hear that at some point um oh, yeah. and i know you mentioned xlc fest i haven't heard of yes, that sir. fest at all like what's what's that fest it's uh it's in michigan it's a uh i think they've done it like every little while. i would put it in the same vein as like uh like fest in florida or like like blood fest okay. a little bit a little bit smaller of a of a lineup but it's definitely very cool it's at the old masonic temple and xonc and it's spelled XLNC, which is also really funny. Um, but this year's headliner is Knuckle Puck. And Free Throw nice. is also on it. Um, here, I can actually pull up the the thing for you right now. I mean, just Knuckle Puck and, and Free Throw already. Oh, dude, like, right? That's two solid bands right off the bat. Um, like... But yeah, yeah, this is this is one fest that I haven't heard of of all the fests that are going on. So, 
Yeah, we got Can't Swim on it, too. Ooh, shit. Uh, we got Rarity. We got the Sonder Bombs. We got Michael Sarah Palin. My Boys in Telltale. Oh, yeah. Bunch of, bunch of super solid bands. Fucking, it's going to be Homie Fest, no doubt. Fuck yeah. So if you're in Michigan and you're able to go, or not even in Michigan, but if you're able to go to that fest, hit up that fest. Do go that see shit. my boy. Go see all those other acts. And uh, yeah, go go to that one. I'm parking lot 40s. Oh, yeah. Real shit. Shout out to Coors Light for the best marketing ever in the entire world. A mountain on the label that turns blue when it's cold enough. Crazy. Yeah. That shit's insane. But at the same time, this this is my uh, growing up in a hick town. This is my rebellion. How dare they tell me when to drink my own beer? <laughs> I'll drink it whenever the fuck I want to. <laughs> but no, I was at a bar one time and I ordered a Coors Light and the dude pulls it out of the out of like a little refrigerator and the dude next to me goes, that one's not cold enough. You should get him a dipper one. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. I was like, I wasn't going to say anything. Like, that's whatever. Like, I'm not tripping that hard, but respect like good looks my friend right <laughs> that's awesome it's like they loaded them from the front they should have loaded them from the back that way the cold ones are in the front i was like hell yeah i was like <laughs> you speaking you speaking yeah. the truth <laughs> yeah very fucking cool always rely on the kindness of strangers uh, you'll meet some amazing and Ugh. strange people on the road and most definitely they'll hook you up they will. Out. They will. Uh, but obviously, you're, you. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying that you just gotta be open-minded. People, people are people, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're you're playing that fest in uh, Michigan. Hell yeah! But I want to ask you if there was a fest out, out of all the the major festivals that go on, whether it's the fest or south by south fest or whatever south by so what yeah. i think is what they call it or any other fest that goes on in the world what would one what's one fest that you would want rare candy to be on um i am i feel like i would love to play coachella um and then if not coachella Lollapalooza, a very very close second i like being from chicago like lala supremacy is definitely a thing like I fucking love Lollapalooza. Um, but I definitely think Lala has gotten a little bit more like pop and like like hip hop and like electronic based. And I still think Coachella is very um they definitely enjoy like the like the weird rock and like the indie, so I think Coachella would be tight. That'd be dude, that'd be sick. Also it also it's like a culture festival. Like there's so much more going on than just the music, like Coachella rocks. I've also never been at, Coachella is like the city where it is too, right? Yep. Coachella, California. Yeah, very cool. I have never been there, so that would also just be like two two bucket list check marks. Coachella and like visiting like the cool part of Cali. Yeah, dude, that'd be fucking sick. Uh, I know one fest that's like big on my list to try and finally go to is to me, uh, obviously being more fan of like the punk scene and all that stuff is is going to fest in florida like, that's yeah. like the one that i want to go to and fest in florida would be hella cool 
R.I.P. Bloodfest for real. Like I would have loved that too. <clears throat> oh right, yeah. Yeah, missing out on a good one. Yeah, that yeah. that was one that, uh, the last couple years that Bloodfest was going on, I had opportunities to possibly like go, and I was like, ah, I don't know, like, I don't know if I should, and then, the la- like, unfortunately, it like went away, and like it was one of those like fucking should have went and missed right, opportunities right. also like being either from iowa or like minneapolis like that's a hall i think i think blood fest is in michigan yeah it's in michigan so like from yeah. where i was living in iowa it was at least like because from where i lived in iowa to chicago it's like three and a half yeah so you're looking at five or probably six like another like four yeah so but R.I.P. Fucking Blood brutal. Fest. Hopefully, hopefully one day, maybe they'll return in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bloodfest would have been would have been hella sick. Ugh. These forties are hitting me, man. We're not even halfway through the second one, or I'm not. I don't know. I don't know where you're at. Uh, I'm down to like the label on my Mickey. Me too. On on my my cores. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I it's it's hit me. Uh, I haven't been, I haven't felt this way or been in this state on a podcast in a while. Uh, normally for normal episodes, uh, I limit myself to like two to three PBR tall boys. So doing a PBR tall boy and then, uh, two forties is going to be. I'll say you were, you were warming up. (laughs) I always have that warm up beer, you know, there you go. To, to make it to make the rest go down easy <laughs> yeah exactly so so originally this episode was going to be recorded in middle of may but now we're doing it in like middle of april and from now until like the 21st which is only next thursday not this yeah. upcoming thursday but next thursday i have six episodes that i'm recording Oh my goodness. Before I go home to visit family. So I'm recording today, recording Tuesday, Thursday, two episodes next Sunday, and then on 420, a holiday for some people, uh, I'm recording with another band and they wanted to, instead of do, I'm still going to drink, but they also wanted to do it specifically on that day for the Longs holiday. Bands. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically, this is going to be yeah. a fun long uh week and a half oh, like a like a like the final stretch a yeah. marathon if you will yeah exactly and then i have like a couple days off and then i record with a sick band from uh, arizona and then but all this time i'm still looking for new bands to be on so if you're listening be on yeah definitely hit, hit up hit him hit up my boy yeah very uh, stoked let me see so we talked uh latest runs upcoming runs we talked this new little two song ep uh we talked 40s um one thing i did have a question on and i'm sure you've you mentioned you've probably talked about it a lot depending on how many publications you've been on uh the name rare candy like where does that come hell yeah it is absolutely most definitely a pokemon reference i played pokemon 
I played Pokemon Gold on the Game Boy, which was the first Pokemon that I played. Um, and was super into Pokemon like when I was young. I cycled through a bunch of like silly names when I was in my like embryonic phase of Rare Candy, just kind of like playing out to fill in and just for like the fun of it. Um, was Rare Candy once, kind of fucked with it, played as a couple other dumb little names, f- couldn't come up with one for a show. I was like, whatever, like, Rare Candy was cool. Like, like we'll, we'll be Rare Candy again. And then there was, um, it was at a music shop, and there was a magazine, like a, like an indie magazine called Rare Candy. And I was like, ooh, shit. I was like, I think that's a sign. I think I got to stick with Rare Candy. And um, that was, like, just before I had, like, released my first music. And, yeah, I think it just kind of stuck. And it's, like, kind of cute. And I think it rolls up the tongue. Um. And I fucking love Pokemon. So, Rare Candy, it has been ever since. I was probably like 2017, 2016, 17. Long ass time. Been Rare Candy for yeah, a minute. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's a sick it, it's a sick name and it's super u- unique. But I know like a lot of like you're still in this like solo artist phase of doing everything yep. yourself. A lot of people use like their own name so what made you also like prefer to use like a stage like name quote-unquote versus like your actual name my name is just kind of obnoxious my last name is Waringa um <laughs> so Alex Waringa doesn't doesn't quite hit the same way that Rare Candy hits okay, so, I, I know I know some people like change their whole ass name and go by something crazy like i know elton john isn't elton john's actual name um right and i just don't think i was like creative enough to come up with a whole entire like different name so rare candy resonated with me after i played as rare candy the second time so i decided to roll with it i wish i wish i had a fun name that i could just call myself my middle name is Cole. Alex Cole isn't too bad, but, <laughs> but yeah, where candy just stuck. I fucking rock with it. No, like, I, like, yeah, where candy's still sick. Like, it, it, it also is nice too because it like leaves you open to the possibility of doing a full band, uh, definitely like aesthetic. Um, so you already have like the name to go with it, and it's just like, hey, this is what we. We were acoustic solo before, and now, like, we're still Rare Candy, but, like, we're a full band. Absolutely. So it's kind of nice. Also, like, I like the idea of, like, using a little peppermint as, like, a as like a logo. So the little, yeah. little the cute um, item that people can associate with Rare Candy is, is also good. It's definitely, definitely good for marketing and whatever. I would have no idea what I would come up with a logo if my name was just <laughs> my band name like alice Waringa. <laughs> yeah i guess i would have to rip off like the a and w like root beer logo but that's the only thing that i could come up with also a and w isn't yeah. isn't cute isn't cute either like like rc is cute rc not the cola Ooh, you should do oh well, i was just gonna say like i don't know if you've thought about <laughs> doing like an rc cola Mm. knockoff of uh, like just rare candy 
I think that'd be pretty cool. <clears throat> that would fucking rock. Yeah, I wonder like, how... I, I'm all about, uh, like, taking, like, actual, like, already done logos and just mocking them for yourself. Like, Absolutely. like I mentioned, I use the Colt 4540 as, like, a, a sticker for myself. Uh, if you can't see on the shirt that I'm wearing, I have the, the Paps Blue Ribbon, Blue Ribbon, but it says Beers with Bands instead. Hell yeah. uh, like, those are just, like, funny shit. Uh, to me definitely uh, so i think it'd be cool i want to do uh a hat or something with like the gucci logo you know it's like the stripes and then it's like the g i, I think it's a gc or whatever the two letters in the middle are but rc i think would be hilarious oh, also yeah. it's kind of sexy like the gucci yeah. logo the gucci logo is hot for sure yeah now with your with with let's let's say we do those rare candy gucci hats what kind of hats are they going to be? Are they going to be baseball hats? I think that would have. To, I think that would have to be a buck. I think that would be a bucket hat. I think a Gucci bucket hat would be hilarious. Oh shit! Black Gucci bucket hat. I'm doing a. I'm doing a design on a tan, um, like dad hat sort of style. Um, with like a red and a white patch that just says rare candy and like cute cursive. Um, so that one will be cute. Yeah, definitely. Like logo spinoff merch is, is is very funny, and if you can do it well and like yeah. sell it, I think that fucking rocks. Real Friends has a the, I think it's a Carhartt hat where it's like the two swirlies are like an R and an F. Looks mad good. Yeah, it, a lot. Like I've always said, if you do a cover of anything, whether it's a song, and now I'm gonna say if you're gonna cover like fucking merch. You, you have to do it as well or better than the original. You have so to sell if it. you can knock it out of that fucking park, like, do it. I think, I think State Champs has a Coors Light t-shirt that's really good. I think, I think, oh, I'm, yeah. thinking, I think I'm thinking that correctly. I think it's State Champs. I know my, my friends in uh, Guild Vacation, uh, they're like a, an indie band from Nebraska. They did a... Oh, uh, yeah. A... Uh, bush light inspired like t-shirt Fuck yeah. so that, that one was really sick that's awesome yeah you definitely have to full send it you can't you can't go go cheap you have to you have to make it rock oh yeah yeah i wonder i wonder what other kind of like fun stuff is out there a Bud Budweiser one would be kind of funny, especially since Budweiser is a little bit longer. I feel like Rare Candy would fit there, and it's got like the cool like um yeah like like a like the red with like the white border around it. We'll see. Well, I so I remember reading this article that like most like uh, organizations or businesses or whatever won't give a shit, and I could be completely wrong won't give a shit as long as you're making like under a thousand dollars because the lawsuit for them to like go after you is not worth it for them to like do it anyways yeah so yeah why the fuck not have a band or anything going on fall underneath that like wingspan or whatever the fuck it is and just fucking do something cool or just make sure that you're not like super duper crazy public about it because how are they gonna find out Exactly, but all I, I gotta like, say is uh, PBR and Colt Forty Five. Uh, please sponsor me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Paps with bands. 
Dude, I've Pabst been sending Ruben those has been, and they still have not responded. Pabst has been nailing it the past few months with, like, their marketing and, like, their socials and just the merch that they've been putting out has been <laughs> sick. Like, they are definitely, like, a fucking brand. Oh, yeah. So yeah. awesome. That that big-ass bo- that big ass box of uh, however many thousand beers that they gave Hot Mulligan is hysterical. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so funny enough, uh, I've had two bands on that have gotten those same beers because they went to the same studio and there was so many beers left over that they also got like residuals from it basically that's hilarious that's so much beer even that like i definitely want to buy that long ass 99 beer box if i see it somewhere i feel like i I feel like no matter what i'm doing if i see it out there in the wild i must because when am i going to see it again I've seen it multiple times in the wild, in, at least in the Midwest. Hell yeah! I feel like that's exactly where it, like would be like, Pabst is Milwaukee, I think. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Midwest definitely would make sense. I also haven't been able, I haven't been able to find uh, any of the High Life champagne bottles. I want one of those so bad. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I still want to get my hands on one of those. I. I feel like I've seen them, and I'm just like I'm not like a big high life guy. I'm a obviously a big Paps guy, uh, so like I usually steer that route. But totally, I'll let you know. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll send some your way. There was a venue I played one time that sold Paps forties at the bar, and I was like, "This is legendary!" And it was only like five bucks, so why the fuck wouldn't I buy a big ass Paps forty and just walk around the venue just slugging it, dude? Right. So I think I told a story once where. Uh, on the podcast where I went to a show that was going to be like a late show at the venue back mm-hmm. home and I, I showed up during like still happy hour which is like Fuck fucking yeah. let, let's say like 5 to 9 or whatever and I was I, I, like at first I, I got to the bar and I started buying like tall boy f- like PBRs and I was like dude each one of these is like 3 fucking bucks and I looked up at the board and it said happy hour special PBR pitcher for four bucks. And I was like, I did like the, the drunk math in my head. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fucking do that. And they're like, do you want cups? And I'm like, no, just give me the pitcher. And I just walked around the entire show with just a pitcher of PBR for myself. And I was like, that's economy. This is me, man. This is me. <laughs> yeah. That rocks. No, definitely a, a big a big fan of just slugging it if, if you got it. Why wouldn't you? That saves you so much money. Right? Got to be economical in these trying times. Anytime I get drink tickets, I go to the bar and I'm like, I would like your biggest beer, please. <laughs> I had, I was uh, at a show last night and drink tickets. It was good for one beer and it just said, it just said beer on it and it didn't say one 12 ounce can so naturally i go and i go i want that 24 ounce pacifico please fuck yeah. i fuck i fuck with mexican beer hard oh yeah uh normally model so like modelos my, modelos are like my one of my like if if i'm splurging a little bit like i'll go modelos all the time like that's what we drink back home i come from a town in iowa that's like the first town where the minority is the majority uh, if people yeah. figure, don't know, my last name is Hispanic. I am Hispanic. 
uh, I drink Modelo's. I'm not Mexican, but I drink Modelo's. Love it. Uh, and it's fucking great. I don't drink negatives because, like, that's too heavy. You gotta drink the regulars, you know? Absolutely. Modelo's are the fucking bomb. One of the... I've been, like, DJing at, like, Brooklyn Bowl the past couple of weeks. And they have, like, Pacifico on tap. And I'm just like, hell yeah, let me get two. Right. Let me get two pitchers. I do not drink it on stage, though, when I'm... <laughs> I don't drink it out of the pitcher on stage. However, <laughs> that would be brave. I mean, I, I, you should maybe maybe try it. I don't know. I don't know how to go. Just get a big old straw. <laughs> I'm just afraid that, like, if I spill one cup of beer, not as big of a deal... But if I'm jumping around a little too hard and I knock over the whole pitcher, they would all just be looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, I mean, if if you're gonna be if you know you're gonna be jumping around, you just you just set the pitcher back down. Like you don't yeah. keep it in your hand. You <laughs> no, definitely a big straw though. Big straw yeah. pitcher, pitcher just right there. I remember I, I visited some friends in like San Diego, and I was just like, bro, they have Pacifico and Modelo on tap. Like, what is this magical witchcraft? Right, it's it's usually usually one one or the other or or Corona, but I guess I don't see Corona on tap very often. Honestly, I, yeah, I've never seen it on tap, which is fine because I'm not a Corona guy. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go Modelo if I'm going to go actual Mexican beer. Sorry to all the Corona lovers, it's not as good a Mexican beer as you think it is. Corona season is over. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that last Vin Diesel Vin Diesel movie already came out, so Corona season is over. So right. No, uh, Modelo, Modelo Supremacy, no doubt. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we, we uh, took this nice tangent talking about beers. Um, obviously, it sounds like your your main beer of choice is normally High Life, which is, right? Am I, am I high Life is solid. Yeah, um, yeah Pap, Paps and High Life are both economic and, and <laughs> crushable. Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, Pabst is normally my go-to. Uh, there's been a few bars where I've gone to where they don't have Pabst, and I'll go to the Hams because it's the next like cheapest thing. Uh, uh, but normally, fuck Hams. If you're from Hams, I'm throwing up middle fingers because. <laughs> um, but we t- we t- we I mean we talked about you starting out with Rare Candy. We talked about these last two songs. We talked about what's possibly in the future, and now we're kind of in the the later half of these episodes where it's personally my favorite part of the episodes is the reason we started these, these, these podcasts. Um, this is where we just talk about fun stories from your time in music. And this can be from rare candy from any project in be, uh, like beforehand. Uh, and I normally say any topic horrendous to tremendous or any adjective in between. Horrendous to tremendous. That's that's good. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. You're like one of like three people that have like complimented me on that, and like the fact that I came up with it drunk one time and it rhymed and I just kept using it and no one gives a shit. I'm just like I die a little bit inside. No, that's that's a good one. I always I feel like I'm like the dumb joke guy, and anytime I hit somebody with one and I get a genuine laugh. I'm like, this is the serotonin that I needed to get me through the rest of my day. Oh, dude, I'll say that to people, and like, they'll just be like, uh, and I'll be like, nothing. 
Not that it Nothing. rhymed. <laughs> it rhymed at least. Come on, please. Right. So good. Um, horrendous to tremendous. Uh, I guess the most chaotic I've ever been on on a tour was it was very late at night and I'm at Waffle House and I make I make eye contact with with my my boy Chris who was taking pictures and I go I go Chris we need to go to the van and he's like okay and we go out to the van and I pull out a bottle of Jack Daniels and it's like a little bit less than halfway full and him and I are obviously already wasted and we're like no we need to be more wasted because we're at Waffle House why wouldn't we be so him and I just take turns pulling from the bottle we crush the rest of the Jack Daniels and I go I fucking love Waffle House and I take the bottle and I just whip it at the wall like by the dumpster (laughs) and it exploded so loud and like people came out from it inside like checking to see what was going on and we're just like locking the van and walking back into Waffle House like nothing happened. So that's that's a good story. So um, so since you gave this Waffle House story there's I, I've alluded to this story and there's been people that have alluded to the story that have been on this podcast and I feel like I should fully tell my Waffle House story. Give it since, to me. Because Waffle House you know is king and i miss waffle house um so me and this me still tour managing exit emergency we're playing in like a garage in fucking missouri like a hick area of missouri Hell yeah. our good friends in survival soundtrack and we all loaded up into our 15 seater van we all fit and we were like okay we're gonna drive down me and one of the other members of Exit had coolers in the back of the the back seat because we were like waiting to hit that that Missouri border where the open container laws are different than Iowa, where as long Hell as yeah. the driver cannot physically reach, this might have changed, but at the time it was as long as the driver could not physically reach a drink, uh, you were good to go. So we're like Sick. fucking tight. We're in the back of the fucking van. So as soon as we cross over the border at like one in the afternoon, we start cracking them open. Game on. Coolers right next to us. Game on. Fucking who cares? We get to the dude's house at like fucking three and we've been drinking since for the last two hours. Uh, He says, hey, you guys don't play until fucking like nine o'clock. Hang out. Go get some food if you want to whatever whatever just make sure you're here we're like tight so we've been drinking at this point since one in the afternoon it's like three or four it's already dark out we're like hey we're gonna go get some food at like waffle house I'm like cool sounds good we drank to waffle house i never went in to waffle house because i was outside just like hurtling the entire time jesus we made it back to this place this like venue which was literally just a trailer, like a double-wide trailer where people live in a garage that was standing by itself, and that's where the show was going to happen. So I recovered and came in, and, like, we had a tip jar that people could obviously put cash tips, but for some reason people were putting, like, cigarettes and, like, 
yeah, well, mainly cigarettes in. And me and my drunk self was just like, I had just recovered from drinking at Waffle House because I never went in and ate. So I was smoking everything that went into the tip jar and got even more annihilated. And for some reason, we didn't stay there. And we were going to head back home. And at some point, I had crawled into the back. So it was like a small space because it's a 15-seater van. I didn't take any seats out. And I was trying to shut the doors. And, like, the doors wouldn't shut. And I was like, dude, the doors won't shut. I don't know what's going on. And they're like, dude, your legs are literally in the way. So I just kept shutting the doors on my legs. Oh, God. The enti- I didn't feel it even that day or the next day. Shout out to TJ. That's your story. That's the one you always right, right. <laughs> give me shit about. Uh, so... That was one time playing in Missouri. The second time was not any better, and Missouri has beat me every time. <laughs> Damn it, Missouri. <laughs> Been bested. Yeah, so... No, I am... My rule is always, like, yo, we have, like, a like a recycle can. You can drink in the van. Like, please keep it low-key. Nothing, no garbage on the floor. Like, do not make it look sketch. Right. But, uh, yeah, backseat beers are... <laughs> essential oh yeah i'm doing pretty good i'm almost at the bottom of the label uh without the foam i'm about there as well so i feel you oh hell yeah so uh obviously i took a longer story i feel at least i feel like that because i'm (laughs) drunk right now. no it's Um, all good you you needed to get it out there in the world i needed to get out there that's for you tj if you're listening you're probably not but alex my dude What's another story that you have from your time in music? From my time in music? Um, let's see. Let's get... I was going to say, I guess you can, you can cut out the silence if, if I need to have a second to oh, it. Yeah. Um, crazy story. I guess if we're going to keep the theme going, there was a time where I was on tour with the Happy All Right, and I'm in the back of their van, and we had drank too many white claws and i had like the empty the empty box with like the top like the the flaps like folded in and i go i go yo john can you hand me a plastic grocery bag and then that white claw box and he's like yeah and so i put it in like how you would put like a grocery bag in like a like a bathroom like tiny waste bin and i'm like Yep, and I just hurl all of the white claws that I had just in the van, in this box, and everybody is so concerned. They were like, where did that come from? You just asked for that box so calmly, and now you're just dying. And I was like, you just can't fight these things, man. I I just have to expel the evil from within me right now. And yeah, so I tied up the little bag, and we drove through, um, I think it was like a Taco Bell through, and I chucked the garbage even out of the van and just kept going so hilarious i think we were headed to we were headed to columbus oh god yeah throwing up while moving also just not fun and that i feel like that's something that people don't realize is is the people that are like hey can you pull over real quick and then just hurl as much as they can like they it's, it's like an instinct uh that you just feel because I remember a, 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 
big person that was involved with Exus Life uh, had passed away, so we we're gonna drive down to their, oh, their I'm sorry. memorial. And the night before, I stayed at my friend's house, and we just got fucking tanked and smoked sure. a shit ton and like did all that fun stuff. And like the road from there to where we were going was just a l- too many winding roads where I was like, "Hey." You're going to have to pull off of the next <laughs> exit. And they're like, what? And I'm like, just pull off of the next exit. And by the time they stopped, like, I like I couldn't say anything because I was, like, already there. And it's it like, was coming. Like, people know when it's going to happen. Just just pull the fuck over, man. When I was on the road with Young Culture, um, the fucking homies, we I had brought a bottle of Rumplemints in my backpack from home. And I'm not sure if any of them had ever had it before, but I was on my chaotic rumpermints kick because I love peppermint. So why wouldn't I bring a bottle? So I'm driving in their van and we tanked the whole thing. And it was between like four of us drank the whole bottle, started wrestling in the van. And I like front flip over the, I was in the third row. So like two buckets each, one row, third row. I front flip over that one, kick kick Nick who was driving. He's really mad, and we're wrestling in the van. One of them needs to pull over and throw up, so we pull over, throw up, keep wrestling outside on like the side of the road in the grass. The singer Alex loses his earrings because we're rolling around on the floor. It's mayhem. Why why do we wrestle? Dude, I think that's a thing that bands do because we were also driving through like fucking back roads, Kentucky, and then two members of the band just started fucking wrestling for no reason. And I was no like, reason. dude, if we go off, the, like it was one of those where like your back roads and like the, the like the driveways just are like a ninety degree angle up. God. And on the other side of the road is just like fucking woods, and when I was like, don't hit me because like we're gonna go off that way. But yeah, kick his ass. Let's do it. Fucking yeah, go. beat his ass. Ding, ding. <laughs> no, that's fucking rad. It's so much fun, though. Sometimes you just need to be primal and just fight. Um, but as as we fully kind of like wind oh. down on these episodes, I mean, we've heard some great stories from both Hell of yeah. us, I feel like. Um, we're, I'm like almost I'm, I'm at the bottom of my 40 bottom of my level yeah. with my 40 so we're almost there oh yeah um but what's w- one thing that i usually like to ask uh everyone that's on is obviously it's kind of still early in 2022 but what is something that we can expect from rare candy from now into the future just more my dude all like all in all like I hope to kick it up, like start bringing more members on the road, really like locking down my live performance, um, playing more shows than I ever have in a year. Like I would always have to like fit Rare Candy um, in between like when it was convenient. <laughs> and I feel like just like more is the name of the game. I am hoping to do more music by the end of the year, playing more shows than ever really just kind of like balls to the wall taking rare candy like the most seriously that 
I ever have. And I think that's really going to be what kind of like takes rare candy to the next level is just, it has all my attention. Um, playing more than ever. I feel like my songwriting has grown. Definitely just gonna full send. Like we're just out here. Uh, more forties. I think I'm down to my last sip now. So let's fucking crush it. Oh so yeah. So you heard it there. Be on the radar for Rare Candy. Fucking do it. Everything that's coming up. Uh, if you're at a venue near them, grab a 40 uh, and have some 40 fucking beers before their venue, before their show or after their show. As he's loading out, be like, yo, try getting this beer and just see what the fuck he does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but like these songs are fucking sick. And Fucking I'm a, thank you. that you hit me up to do this episode. And also, I mean, you're going to go down to history as the first person to call out the Beers with Bands host to do an episode. So, you know. Cheers, my friend. <laughs> um, here, here. Oh, fuck yeah. Clink. Oh, wait. Yep, you got it. There we go. They won't even be able to tell that we're not in the same room. No idea. Uh, obviously you're in Brooklyn right now and people can see you on this upcoming run but um, if anyone is looking for merch, music or just rare candy in general, where can they find it? I am everywhere. I have merch on my band camp I've got Twitter, I've got Instagram if it's not Rare Candy IL for Illinois, it's Rare Candy Chicago um, I'm on Spotify I'm on Apple Music Get that shit wherever you can find it, brother. Fuck yeah. Uh, if you didn't find it from the link that you found this episode, find it from one of those other links. And go uh. jam Rare Candy. Go jam those two new tracks. Go jam Nowhere to Go. Get to know you. You know what? Fuck it. Go jam uh, Far Too Sweet. Uh, want you to know. And Turn Up Head. And everything else that this amazing person has. All of it. All of it. Whew. Alrighty. Well, I guess it's time to chug the rest. Uh, yeah, for this last little segment, we're going to chug the last little bit about this. And uh, yeah, let's do it real quick. A Call it a fucking day. It. Cheers. Clink. <sighs> uh, you know you're doing it right when you get that little like whistle. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's that's for me to Mickey's 40s down. That's for this fine gentleman to Coors Light. Coors Light down. 40s down. As I normally say on these episodes, if you or anyone you know should be on an episode of your Bands, hit me up. Uh, I got the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks. Hit me, hit me up on there. I also have the email on all of those. Hit me up. Uh, this fine gentleman, Alex, hit me up, and we made this shit fucking happen. We drank some fucking 40s. Killed them both. Killed 80 up, both 80 40s. down. In Call this shit an 80. <laughs> sitting, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. That's, that's how I roll. Um, but I'd love to just talk with you on what you're doing with your new music. Go listen to Rare Candy because it's fucking tight. It's fucking sick. It's twangy. It's fucking folky. It's fucking pop. It'll make you feel things. I almost cried today. Go listen to it. And uh, other than that, I'll catch everyone on the next episode. Thank you to Alex, and uh, yeah. 
Peace. I'd like to get to know you, know you a little better. We could talk about your family, we could talk about the weather. Are you free on Thursday? I'll be over your way. I don't care what your friends say. They never liked me anyway. some bad behavior I'm not the best persuader just do me this one favor stay with me this weekend you make my palms sweat and my knees bend you're so sexy smart unique and I can't ever catch my breathing something something super special we could really keep this going i think we've got potential you come and go so freely your essence lingers sweetly we fit so damn uniquely don't you see that you complete me